You're listening to the Weekend Sport Podcast with Jason Pine from Newstalk ZB. Before this podcast kicks off, let's talk about goals. The greatest goal is a native tree crowdfunding campaign, leaving a legacy for Aotearoa New Zealand as co-hosts of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Visit treesthatcount.co.nz to donate a native tree for a brighter future. Football Fever with News Talk ZB's voice of football, Jason Pine and Bonnie Jansen with Trees That Count. Donate a native tree and help us score the greatest goal. Welcome into Football Fever. We're back after a, uh, a day's break. It wasn't a long break, just a, a day off, but we're back because it's quarterfinal time at the Women's World Cup. Today, Wellington, 1 o'clock, Netherlands v Spain, and Auckland, 7.30 tonight, Japan v Sweden. Two absolutely mouth-watering matchups. How are you feeling, Bonnie? Very excited, Piney. Very excited. These games are going to be a very, very competitive, so looking forward to it. Before we get on to the quarterfinals, the piece of news that broke overnight or overnight here while we were asleep was that England midfielder Lauren James has been handed a two-match ban following her red card against Nigeria in the round of 16. This is the violent conduct charge. She stood on Nigerian defender Michelle Alosi. So she'll miss the quarterfinal. We knew that. She won't be available for the semi-final if England make it, but if England go to the final, she will be available. How do you feel about this decision? I think it's probably fair. We knew, you know, it, I think everyone was expecting a three-match ban. That was it. So it's 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 good from FIFA to kind of meet in the middle and 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 settle with two. And knowing that it wasn't a, well, I mean, not knowing, but you know, it's, it seemed that it wasn't so malicious or or anything like that. And both both parties respected each other. Yeah, it's a it's a fair call. Yeah, I think it had to be more than one, didn't it? It, it couldn't just be a one match ban for violent conduct. But yeah, I think they've landed in the right place. And uh, yeah, it, I haven't seen too much dissatisfaction with it around the place. I think you know, uh, heading into the disciplinary process, I think most people were falling on the side of wanting it to give Lauren James another chance. So I think her, um, you know, the, the fact that she um, showed regret pretty much immediately and remorse, the fact that Michelle Alosi came down on her side as well. Yeah, I, I, I like it. I like it. And uh, I guess it gives England, uh, not that they need any motivation, but it gives them motivation to get through to the final. So Lauren James, one of the stars of the early part of this tournament, gets another game. It, it might disrupt the rhythm a little bit for James. She was kind of on a roll and playing really well for this England side. She didn't start the first game, but she, you know, really got into her groove and has been a, you know, a notable player and a player to watch of this tournament. So th- missing these next two games, if, if they get there to the final, might come as a little disruption to the team and will be interesting to see how uh, Serena Wiegmann kind of deals with that in terms of getting to the final, but that's a long way away yet. So, um, yeah, I think it's a fair call, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens if, if England can use her again and she gets another opportunity. All right, let's look at today's matches. Wellington Stadium, 1 o'clock this afternoon. Netherlands v Spain. Netherlands are the world number 9. Spain are the world number 6. The Netherlands uh, got through a pretty tough pull and then beat South Africa 2-0 in the round of 16. Spain, of course, had that uh, inexplicable 4-0 loss to Japan in their last group game, but then put Switzerland to the sword 5-1 in the round of 16. Spain in the quarterfinals for the first time. The Netherlands runners-up four years ago. How do you see it playing out? Here's how I see it, Piney, because I feel on paper Spain 
are the favourites. They're a very, very good side. They've got some unbelievable players, but they've proven to be kind of inconsistent this tournament. And speaking of that, that loss that you just mentioned to Japan, whereas the Netherlands have had a really consistent run and arguably have just got better every game. So it's gonna, I, I, the TAB have, have Spain as the favourites, but I wouldn't call them outright favourites at all because yeah, the, the Dutch have some, really talented players and and your new favorite player as well um so it's just going to be such an exciting game yeah jill Rod, she has been terrific four goals and and you know right around the park she's been tremendous but they are missing danielle van der donk a one match suspension she picked up a second yellow card of the tournament against south africa in the round of 16 she's such a combative force in the middle of the Dutch midfield, and we saw her get under the skin of Lindsay Horan in that uh, game against the USA in Wellington during group play. She'll be a big loss, won't she, Danielle van der Donk? Oh, I fully forgot about that. That's a huge loss. She's so key for the side and was key at their last World Cup, and while she's one of the older players, she certainly wasn't showing that uh, this tournament around. She's she's been key for... for um, for the Dutch, both mentally and and physically and technically. So, yeah, that is a huge loss. I kind of forgot about it. Now I'm a little worried. (laughs) For Spain, uh, Aitana Bonmati, the star, three goals, a couple of assists. Uh, She, Jennifer Hermoso and Elba Redondo all have three goals. Uh, Alexia Pathias, she's kind of yet to fire. She came in, what, she's double Ballon d'Or winner. It hasn't been her World Cup up till now, has it? Isn't it so crazy that you've just said the star Bonmati and we're not, you know, and that's, it's, it's not even the star Pateas. Exactly. She hasn't had a great tournament and, uh, the coach benched her the last game and it worked for them. They didn't need her. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does this afternoon because, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a statement benching your stars and, you know, it's, you got to play your best team, but, it's a it's a big match for for Spain. So yeah, I mean, I would probably play her, but we'll we'll see how they go. All right. Just before we get to our predictions for this uh, really interesting media conference yesterday, featuring uh, Dutch forward Lynette Berenstain, she was asked about the United States elimination at the uh, round of sixteen stage. Here is what uh, what she said. I was just thinking, yes, by. Because from the start of this tournament, they had already uh, like a, a really big mouth. They were talking already about the final and stuff. And I was just thinking, you first have to show it on the pitch before you're talking. <laughs> Not a lot of grey area there. Um, <laughs> how do you feel about that, Bonnie? Because I know the United States have been your favourite team or were until they got eliminated. Do you think they, I don't know, beat their chest too much? Were a bit outwardly confident, arrogant even? I firstly am just cracking up at her going, yes, bye. <laughs> see ya. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, to be fair, I feel like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm Dutch myself. I've got it in my blood. So, you know, I love this team and, and kind of good on this, this player for speaking up. But to be fair, she's, I think she's read into the media a little bit too much. I think that's the media speaking and, and that the US will make the final again. I don't think I ever heard the players this, American players ever kind of mentioning once about the final they were always very one game at a time and and respected Vietnam right from the get-go and you know they probably had in the back of their minds that they would have a longer tournament run than they ended up having but I don't 
remember them ever admitting that and and they're pretty humble and and you need to be as a competitor like that so um yeah I don't think I ever saw that and it's clear that maybe the media got to this Dutch team a little bit too much but who knows Mm. okay Spain they've scored the second highest number of goals in the tournament 13 the Dutch have conceded just one to the USA in group play Spain are probably going to have most of the ball the Dutch are going to have to knuckle down and uh, and repel that and also soak it up and try and find a goal themselves. Who have you got? The Netherlands. I have too. I've got the Dutch as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah I, for some reason, I've just loved the way they've played. They're under the radar a bit. Spain have been good. But, um, yeah, I've That's got, the thing. Yeah, they I've, haven't been talked about that much. And they've scored, both of these sides today have scored some incredible goals. So it will be interesting to see. And that's why this match is going to be so exciting. We haven't seen penalties yet on this side of the Tasman, I think. So that's going to be great. Yeah. Well, you're picking another penalty shootout. Well, no, I'm not, but maybe. <laughs> okay. Well, of course, these games, both of them have to be decided uh, today. So uh, extra time and penalties may well be needed in one or both of them. The Netherlands up against Spain, one o'clock this afternoon at Wellington Stadium. Football Fever with Jason Pine and Bonnie Jansen with trees that count. Donate a native tree and help us score the greatest goal. While this podcast takes a halftime break, let's talk about the greatest goal, a crowdfunding campaign leaving a legacy for Aotearoa New Zealand as co-hosts of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 by asking fans to donate a native tree. Each native tree costs just $10, and whether you donate one or many, you'll be contributing to amazing restoration projects across Aotearoa. Visit treesthatcount.co.nz to donate a native tree and help us score the greatest goal. Looks like we're ready to kick off the second half. And the second half of the podcast today will focus on the second of the quarterfinals, Japan-Sweden, Eden Park tonight, 7.30 kickoff. You'll be there, Bonnie. Uh, Japan, the world number 11, that seems very low in the world rankings for uh, what we've seen from Japan at this World Cup. Sweden are the world number three. Japan have scored 14 goals and conceded just one. Sweden got through the round of 16, beating the USA on penalties. Um, How are you seeing this one? If we look at how the tournament's played out so far, it's that the world rankings don't mean a thing. You know, (laughs) Nigeria 44 in the world and and took England to penalties. Sweden are three, but I don't think they've, I think they've been very underwhelming. I back Japan tonight because of just how outstanding they've been all tournament long. And, and again, they're, they're getting better and better and they're, they're, but they're also consistent, you know, and, and a lot of these teams have been up and down. So that's why I'm, I'm confident that, yeah, I think it'll be Japan. Sweden obviously, beat the states which is a huge win but not convincingly like come on you know the the states were winning that game all day just to play devil's advocate for a moment here um we've looked at japan and everybody has been so impressed with the way they've played but they've played zambia costa rica a spain side that knew that even if they lost that game which they did it wouldn't matter they'd still be going through and then a relatively limited norwegian side in the round of 16 do you think maybe Japan just haven't played anybody decent yet. Well, that's a fair point, Piney, and and I think I said that on the last podcast. It, it, when we get to these knockout stages, it, it shows kind of who were the who are the strong teams and who weren't, because you know some of these groups are, are far easier than others. So 
yeah, you're right. And Japan could come out and absolutely blow it, and maybe they weren't that good after all, and they just had an easy, easy ride to this point. But in saying that, just the the football they play and the way they can kind of, you know, opt optimize and get through a match with with limited possession like they did against Spain they Spain dominated the possession in that match but yet they won Japan won 4-0 so however it goes tonight and and whether Sweden or or Japan uh you know have most of the ball it, it seems the Japanese know how to win yeah, when I said uh, I want to play devil's advocate, that was just so that I didn't have to give an opinion that I don't actually believe in. I, I, I think Japan will win the game. Uh, I think they've been terrific. Uh, they've won eight of their last ten World Cup matches against European sides. Hinata Miyazawa is the World Cup's uh, golden boot leader at the moment with five. But Sweden and goal have, I think, one of the keepers of the tournament, Zasira Musevic, who was just immense against the United States in the round of 16. And Sweden haven't conceded for the last three games. So a clash of styles, the uh, the technical uh, passing uh, brilliance of Japan, the physicality of Sweden. I'll tell you what, Japan wouldn't want to be giving away too many corners and free kicks in, the, uh, in their defensive third, would they? Because that is where Sweden, and we saw this against Italy in particular, are very, very dangerous. Yeah, no, that's right. And I'm really excited to see how Musevic goes in goal because if you look at, if you break down Japan and, and how they've scored, you know, almost, they've had really good stats on, for their shots on target and actually getting those in, you know. So I'm, I'm interested to see she's going to be key tonight for, for Sweden because Japan have been very good at, uh, you know, executing all of their shots on target. All right. Who you got? Japan. Yeah, i got Japan as well. So we agree today on the Netherlands and Japan going through. It's equally likely that it's Spain and Sweden, though, right? These are two, they're very, two very close matches. Exactly. Anything can happen. But I also had um, on my World Cup prediction not long ago that Japan and Spain will meet again and we'll see a rematch, which could could be likely and, and Spain will, you know, <laughs> want to come out and, uh, yeah, give them one. So... Yeah. So who knows? But I would like to see being a, being a bit of a fan here as well. <laughs> I would like to see the Netherlands and Japan. Yeah, and I picked Sweden pre-tournament, didn't I? So um, I kind of well, I don't have to stick to that because what I've seen from Japan has been terrific. But yeah, it would make my prediction look very good if Sweden continued to uh, stay alive in this exactly. tournament. I think and Japan are my office sweeps. Well, there you go. So, so I've got a bat. That's crucial. That's crucial. Um, I think what we are about to embark on are, are two of the most exciting days of this tournament, which has already been sensational. These four quarterfinals just have so. Much much about them. Two today, two tomorrow, Australia, France and England, Colombia. We'll preview those on the pod tomorrow and review what happens today. But um, yeah, after a day off to catch our breath, uh, there are eight games to go and the third and fourth place playoff, I guess, goes off to one side. So seven big matches to go. These four, though, Bonnie, I, I just I, I can't remember looking forward to two days of football as I am to these two days. That's that's right, and even though we've lost some big guns of the tournament, like Canada, like the States, like Brazil, there's still you know some really really exciting matches to come, and it's even though there's only eight games left, which makes me a little sad. They're the most exciting games, so I hope everyone just gets around them and and that these these eight teams put on a show. Enjoy yourself at Eden Park tonight, Bonnie. We'll reconvene tomorrow, as I say, to review these two games and preview the other two quarterfinals. Uh, have an excellent day. Likewise, Piney.
Thank you very much, and thank you for tuning in and listening. We'll have a fresh episode of Football Fever dropping into your podcast feed at around about the same time tomorrow. See you then. The Football Fever Podcast with Jason Pine and Bonnie Jansen with trees that count. Donate a native tree and help us score the greatest goal. In this post-match review, let's score the greatest goal by donating a native tree to leave a legacy for Aotearoa New Zealand as co-hosts of the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023. Visit treesthatcount.co.nz to donate a native tree for a brighter future. For more from Weekend Sport with Jason Pine, listen live to News Talk ZB weekends from midday or follow the podcast on iHeartRadio.